6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. iPod, a thousand songs in your pocket. On May the 10th, Apple announced that after more than 21 years of development and production, the iPods would be discontinued. The device revolutionized the way people listen to music, turning personal catalogs digital and allowed for people to fit their entire music libraries in their pockets. The concept was bold. It was introduced on April the 6th, 2001. iPod is an MP3 music player, has CD quality music, and it plays all of the popular open formats of digital music. But the biggest thing about iPod is it holds a thousand songs. Along with being the first compact MP3 player with that amount of storage, the original iPod had 10 hours of battery life, was the dimensions of a deck of playing cards, and weighed six and a half ounces. Led by Steve Jobs, Apple became the trailblazers of digital music development. And though they weren't the first company to enter the marketplace, in 2001, they fancied themselves to have already been on top. There are small companies like Creative and Sonic Blue, and then there's some large companies like Sony that haven't had a hit yet. They haven't found the recipe. No one has really found the recipe yet for digital music. And we think the Apple brand is going to be fantastic because people trust the Apple brand to get their great digital electronics from. The company stopped publicly reporting iPod sales after their phones, watches, and tablets rose to prominence. But earlier this year, they estimated that 450 million individual iPods have been sold worldwide. I'm sure the vast majority of you have had or continue to use an iPod in some fashion, just like our resident music expert. Hi, my name is Eric Alper. I'm a music publicist and music commentator, and I will always have my iPod. The ways Apple changed the format in which people consume music simply can't be understated. What the company developed in Cupertino, California was revolutionary and altered some entire industries forever. The iPod for me changed not only the music that I listened to and the way that I listened to, but it also changed the music industry that I work in. When Apple launched the iTunes store, that's when everything changed because now you didn't have to buy the entire CD for the one or two songs that you wanted. You can now pick your music for a lot of artists it was actually a, an exercise in branding. It was part of their marketing and promotional campaign to try to get the, your music on an Apple iPod commercial because you knew that they were going to go and airing worldwide. For a lot of artists who were kind of kicking and screaming into the 2000s and 10s and onwards, it was a real struggle to wrap their head around the fact that your fan base did not own the music anymore. So people could take their music wherever they went without having to listen to entire albums or manually skip through a bunch of songs to get to the one they wanted to hear. That was the first time in music history that you could really do that. And the beginning stages of the Walkman back in the 80s only allowed you to take your music with you. It was really impossible to find a way to plug that into your car because you didn't need to because they already had cassette players in the car. But once that led, it kind of made the, the Walkman obsolete. What Apple also did was pave the road for the a la carte, anytime, anywhere system of streaming that in a world with Spotify, YouTube Music, Tidal, and Amazon, among others, we totally take for granted today. 
Entire business empires have been built on media streaming and convenience, and Apple was the first. The iPod was that device that helped shift us from pirating music from the days of Napster to streaming music, and it was kind of right in the middle. It really showed Apple in particular their entry into the music industry, it showed that people were willing to pay for music. And at one point it was 99 cents per song, but it made us shift our, our, our psyche of digital content. And for the first time ever, made people willing to pay for something that was intangible, that would sit on a device. That's the voice of Andy Barrar, a technology and digital lifestyle expert. The tech of 2001, like the Sega Genesis, car phones, and other marvels from the turn of the century have largely become obsolete. But Steve Jobs had a vision. Apple continued to develop and enhance their products in the two decades since. The iPods Mini, Nano, Shuffle, Touch, and finally the iPhone made it so that people could take their movies, apps, and photos with them on devices with incomprehensible amounts of storage. But the baseline, the function of the device at the heart of everything they did was music. Now, why music? Music's a part of everyone's life. Music's been around forever. It will always be around. This is not a speculative market. And because it's a part of everyone's life, it's a very large target market all around the world. And remember off the top when Eric Alper said he'd never be without his iPod? That's because... Whenever I'm traveling, there is just something comforting about using a device that has gotten you through all of those plane rides that, that you know, I kind of loathe taking. So for me, it's more of a comfort knowing that no matter if my phone dies or the battery or I can't get Wi-Fi, I can always depend on my iPod to get me the music that I wanted. In a world where some phones are now smaller than the first iPod, can play feature-length movies in 4K resolution and hold 512 gigabytes of digital things, there's just something comforting and nostalgic about using the devices we've grown attached to over the years. I think a lot of people would be surprised to see someone using an iPod in 2022, but time and time again, what you see is people are still using tech that in most cases is outdated and obsolete. For some, it might just be that they're not tech savvy and it works, it gets the job done. Another reason might be that people kind of yearn for the, the older tech when you weren't so connected. And so maybe they're a runner and they just want to listen to music while running without having their phone on them. I'm one of the last people in this country, I think, to get an iPhone. I mean, you had to literally take that BlackBerry away from me. So it, it, to me, it's more of a, this is how I like to do things. The iPhone, as amazing as it is, it's a pretty stressful device when we think about it. It's our gateway to social media, and we all know that social media could be really great or really toxic. It's a way that we can get emails. Again, amazing form of communication, but you're always available. So for me, the iPod was just a way to separate everything in my life from just music. We form an emotional attachment to these products because they become instrumental in these pivotal moments in our life. It could be when we're going through school, graduate school, or our first job, whatever the case may be, these tech products become a part of us. And so we can't physically let them go away. And so we'll store them in a drawer or, or up in the attic, like in my case. As a technology expert, as somebody who reviews gadgets for a living, I still use tech that should be completely obsolete. For example, 
My wireless mouse, my wireless Bluetooth mouse is the Logitech MX1000. This mouse came out in 2004. This is long before I even got into the technology industry. And I still use it today because it fits my hand like a glove and it still works. If I had a child the day that I bought that mouse, that child would be going to university right now. That is how old this wireless mouse is. And just like Andy, I have devices I simply can't stand apart with too. Three out-of-date phones, two iPod touches, a PlayStation 2, and the original lime green iPod mini that I took up a paper route to pay for when I was 11 years old. Even if they just collect dust, I know I'll never be able to bring myself to move on from them. Maybe it's because part of me just longs for simpler times. In a world when we feel we need to be everywhere at once, and as our devices continue to consume our lives entirely, with the original iPod, Apple got it right. I'm Chris Bretlinger-Grant. <laughs>